You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. Returning to work after having a baby can be daunting. There's childcare to arrange, hours with work to negotiate. You may be worried that you're going to be given less fulfilling work or not the days that you want. The Grace Papers is here to help. Co-founded by Prue Gilbert, it's a website that aims to equip working parents to navigate a successful and satisfying return to work. Hi, Prue. How are you? I'm really well. How are you? Good, thank you. So why did you set up the Grace Papers? Well, Grace Papers really happened, I guess, more by way of accident than something that I was planning on focusing on. I had spent five years as general counsel at a publicly listed company. And on the back of that, I, and, and what, sorry, while I was there, I was also driving the gender equality strategy. So I had a really comprehensive understanding of a lot of the challenges that women were facing. And on the back of that, I set up my own consultancy, which at that time was really focused on diversity strategy and compliance. Um, and, but every time we started with a new client, we'd run these listen and learn sessions and women kept on telling us about the challenges that they faced navigating, you know, everything from telling their boss they're pregnant all the way through to going on maternity leave and, you know, not really knowing what was going to happen with their role, whether it would exist even when they were coming back. And then that, you know, as you said before, how do you actually negotiate flexible work arrangements? So we started off initially by running um, a whole lot of coachings and uh, workshops for clients, um, all of which I piloted on my girlfriends, bribing them with, (laughs) (laughs) with cheese and champagne and chocolate if they were pregnant. And then about three years ago, we decided to figure out, well, how can we scale what we're doing for a really niche audience um, and empower more women to understand their rights, um, know, you know, what they needed to do rather than rely on their manager to manage their career while they were on parental life. And that's one of the things about this, um, what you're doing that I find really interesting because becoming a parent really opens your eyes to how incompatible most workplaces are for families. So um, you're basically trying to empower mothers in particular to, I don't know, is it to have a language to approach their employer to work out how to negotiate? Because I know for myself... I was always just grateful that there was work yeah. for me to go to, you know, and I I was so busy trying to work out the juggle, make sure my child was okay, pushing my way out of mother guilt that I was even leaving them. I did not spare a thought for what I was actually entitled to or how the work situation could be better for me. Yeah, and, and that's exactly what we really want to steer women away from is there's so much more to be grateful for than your job, you know. Um, (laughs) It ought to be seen as a fundamental human right. And, you know, it's so core to the economic empowerment of women um, over the longer term is staying connected to your workplace while you are navigating this space. But it is really, really tricky. You know, it's kind of when you find out you're pregnant, there's that... Woohoo, you know. (laughs) Oh, dear. Yeah. (laughs) Both. Exactly. And it's like, well... It's really the one time when your personal and professional lives coincide in a way that you have never anticipated 
happening before. You know, you can always keep that personal boyfriend stuff or your grandmother started or those sorts of things out of your workplace. But when you're pregnant, um, it is visible to everybody and you are everybody's business. And there are a whole lot of biases that come with that. So in terms of what we've built, we've built a program, really. You know, so when people join, they add in their baby's due date and their return to work date. And our algorithms then calculate what content they need to support them at the relevant times. It's a whole lot of self-led professional development. There are videos in there. There are TED Talks that are related to the content that you need at that appropriate time. Um, There are reflections. You know, if you're having 12 months of parental leave, then it'll be delivered over, you know, sort of a 19-month period so that you get the support you need from telling your boss that you are expecting um, all the way through to returning to work after parental leave. And does it also work for those people out there who might be casually employed or mm. contracting and actually don't have any guarantees that there will be a work will be a job for them? You know, they leave thinking this is actually possibly my last day at work. Absolutely. And I think what we've really tried to do is make it less about your rights and responsibilities, although that is, you know, it is key to have that awareness as part of your empowerment, but more about having quality conversations. So knowing what to say at which point in time. Um, You know, one of our favourite tools in the whole program, and, you know, it's one of the tools that most people tell us that they loved as well, is the creation of a professional vision. You know, so we actually help people really on early on, like it's it's step two of our six-step program. Um, And we use a a visualisation tool. It's delivered by a meditation guru. um, And you actually get to think about, well, what does my career look like? What can I imagine it to look like? Where's that heart connection? You know, stop just focusing on the the, the mind piece of it um, and bring the heart into it. Because if you can figure out what you're passionate about, um, where your strengths are, then you are far more likely to stay connected to your career over the longer term. And when you know why you're doing what you're doing, then it's much easier to navigate the the different challenges that crop up along the way. But you're also more willing to fight for it. I was going to say that because uh, we had the solicitor Eliza Salos in from Hall Payne Lawyers, Employment Lawyers, and one of the things that she said a few times when we were talking about this kind of stuff was... Once you've had a family, if you're going to work, it has to mean something. I mean, of course, it will always, most people, especially in expensive cities, need to work for the Mm. money. So most families these days do need two incomes. But it's such a, it can be such a sacrifice and it can be Mm. such a hard negotiation that when you're there, you want to make sure that you want to be there, yeah, you know. And so that um, that's quite interesting to me, the heart connection, what you're talking about. And it doesn't necessarily have to mean that, you know, you need to go out and save the world in terms of the work that you're doing to find that sort of connection. We find that people can build connection even just from reflecting on their proudest achievements in their current workplace because it's that reminder of, yes, I am good at this and, yes, these are my strengths. And, yeah, actually, that really did align with my values, what I did then when, 
you know, for so much of it, you kind of drift through work up until that stage of life. I think less of us have the the true passions before baby. Um, (laughs) Then you have to really be very sure of yourself. You're listening to Kindly Conversation. I'm speaking with Prue Gilbert, who's a co-founder of Grace Papers, which is an online, um, well, it's an online program where um, they support mums from pregnancy through to return to work. Mm -hmm. And we're just talking about um, how how the program works and talking about having a vision for your career path and sort of the longer term. The other reason that interests me is because I think sometimes, um, I know from my experience, that when I went on my second maternity leave, and I had been working in a career I was very passionate about, my second maternity leave, I thought, I can't keep doing this. It's mm. too hard. It's too competitive. I, my family life is suffering so I can continue with my passion. Obviously, it worked out okay for me because yeah. I'm here right now. <laughs> um, I found this job, so I was very lucky. But it seems to me that um, women will often go into um, parenthood and find how all-consuming it can be. And then they naturally assume not maybe, maybe not overtly, but they will assume, oh, well, okay, of course I can't go back to what I was doing or, or even further than that, I can't get better. Mm. I have to settle if I want to have a work-life balance, I hate that word, but work-life compromise, then I'm going to have to settle. That's not what you're about at Grace Papers, is it? No, don't settle. If you're settling, I think you're having the wrong conversations both with yourself, with your partner and with your employer. You know, I think you need to understand your own values to start with and to really know that you are worth it. You know, it, we we really are about recognising everybody's dignity. And so if you're kind of standing there feeling like, you know, you're not good enough or you're just grateful for the fact that your employer's given you three days a week of work, even though you're basically doing admin duties, then that's it's an injustice that we don't, you know, that we want to help you address. Um, And what we do see is really that that supporting women to really build their confidence, um, to know who they are, what they want, what they love, where their skills are, where their assets are, but also know how to sell it. And what I do see in your, um, at Grace Papers, is that you're encouraging women to keep going, yeah. not not just to make compromises, but to think further ahead. And, and you know, just the idea that someone could be made partners on maternity leave yeah. blows my mind. We've had actually quite a lot. We've had a lot of um, people who have been promoted either at the point where they're about to go on parental leave while they're on parental leave or upon their return to work. And we've put it down to a couple of things. One is their ability to communicate their professional vision because in their own way it is an expression of ambition. And that expression of ambition mitigates the biases that employers or managers tend to hold towards um, women who are taking parental leave because historically it was, you know, a deal breaker. It was end of career. I mean, gosh, you used to have to resign in the public service if you got married. Um, um, But also we put it down to them taking responsibility for the handover piece. You know, I think every woman I've ever coached before has told me one of two things when it comes to that handover. You know, either they want the person who's going to be performing their role to be good 
but not quite good as them. Yes. Um, or th- their role's been distributed amongst the whole team. Does that make them technically redundant? Now, if they don't have those conversations, if they don't know how to own that part of their transition, then they're less likely to stay connected over the course of their parental leave, connected to their managers, to what's going on in the workplace. And managers tell us they're more likely to get that email, you know, about eight weeks before the person's due to return to work saying, I'm due to come back in, you know, eight weeks and I'd like to work three days a week. Nothing else. So being able to, you know, articulate what you want and own it, know your rights um, and sell yourself then through a professional vision, we're finding really mitigates those biases and we're saying it also gives women an opportunity to show what they're worth, you know, and remind people. People forget everything that you've done and that you've achieved. Um, so it, I think you forget too, though, don't you? Totally. Like you need to remind yourself. Totally. And it's really empowering to remember it. Um, you one thing just before you go, um, you touched on there about working fathers. At Grace Papers, you say they're almost the, they're like the last step to this process, getting dads involved. Mm. Why is that so important? Well, I think otherwise we're just asking women to do it all. To, you know, we're, we're kind of saying if you want to have it all, a career and a family, then you've got to do it all, and. If we want to change that, then we need dads involved. And and it has to be a conscious conversation, you know, because what the data tells us is that the average age of a first-time mother in Australia is 29. The average age of a first-time father is 33. So most couples make decisions about career and care quite subconsciously, but based on their current financial situation. Because if the male partner is four years more advanced in the workplace, then their earnings is four years um, greater than the mother's. Um, Add in a gender pay gap of 18% year on year. And so couples are making decisions about career and care based on their current financial situation, not their potential. And they also ignore the compounding effect of super and treat childcare as a cost and not a potential investment. So we need men to rethink the way that they are working and we need to look at wealth creation through a different lens because what if you did both work part-time or flexibly for a period? Um, Maybe it's two years but you both get to stay in the game what does that do for your super balance over the longer term? Because it, what it we see happening is that the traditional secondary um, earner, if you like, becomes more of a primary earner over the longer term wow. and their careers continue to grow and prosper if they would like. Wow. Well, I love the idea of thinking about the future potential and it's such a positive message. Prue, thank you so much for your time today. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me, Siobhan. That's Prue Gilbert. She's the CEO of Grace Papers. And if you'd like to find out more, their website is gracepapers.com.au. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible, and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.